Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Have you heard about gravestone recipes? Apparently there's a trend going around cemeteries where, like, grandma dies, and on her tombstone is her famous pudding or fudge or cookie recipe. There's this woman on TikTok who goes under the handle at Ghostly Archive who will find these tombstones and bake whatever the recipe says. Ooh, uh, that's a smart way to go. But how many of these can there be? Um, She's found a fair number. And apparently they've all come from women. And all but one was a dessert. The one that wasn't was a red lantern cheese dip that was on someone's gravestone. So if... That better be some hell of a cheese dip. That's all I got to (laughs) say. So here's a question for you. Would you want a recipe on your gravestone? And if so, what would the recipe be of? Oh, man, that's a really difficult question to be asked. So obviously it would have to be a recipe that I am closely associated with. So closely that people are literally like, oh, invite Betsy to the party. She might make blank. Okay, I'll tell you exactly, exactly what the recipe is. Um, because I have a coworker who's leaving. She doesn't, she's been with the library 37 years. She doesn't want a party at all. You know what she wants? Bread pudding. Bread pudding, baby. My bread pudding recipe. So that is what I'd put on my gravestone. Okay. My bread pudding. How about you? What would you put on yours? Um, my uh, rum cake. Rum cake. Have yeah. I ever had your rum cake? I don't know, but it's amazing. Okay, I'll trust you on it, but you've never made it for me, so I don't know. I make so it every... I guess somebody's going to have to make me some rum cake now. So I'll make it for, like, the penguinologist's birthday, yeah. and then it's pretty much gone the next day. Wow. <laughs> you make it in a bunk pan. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Happy Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. And, and what is this podcast? We talk about recipes on dead people's tombstones. I was going to say <laughs> it was called Fuse 8 and Kate, but that oh. works too. And okay. yes, we do uh, on occasion. But what else do we talk about on this podcast? Mm. Picture book, Kate. It's picture oh, books. Picture it's actually books. picture books. We yeah. talk about picture books. Yeah. yeah. And whether they're classics or not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And you're Kate. I'm Kate. And I'm Betsy. You're Betsy. And this is Fuse 8. I already said that. Yep. Uh, and so this being the actual day of Halloween, <laughs> it seemed inappropriate for me to bring anything but a Halloween book. What? A legit, right, I have to, I had to do a Halloween book, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yes, I'm just saying, I'm agreeing. Okay. Right, we're saying the same thing. Don't yes, scare okay. me, you scared me. I, that's yeah. what Halloween's all about. <laughs> it's the spirit of Halloween. I could have said I was going to do something on Fluffy Bunnies, and you would have been petrified that I actually had. But no, no, Kate, I'm getting out a book. It is in the bag. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Okay. My mama says there aren't any zombies, ghosts, vampires, creatures, demons, monsters, fiends, goblins, or things. Bye. Hold on. I need to take a breath. I, do, I think you do. Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, Judith Viorst. Yes, Judith Viorst. A woman known for her extraordinarily long titles. Do you know the other Judith Viorst book we have done? 
Is it the terrible, horrible? Alexer? Alexer? Alexer. Who's Alexer? I just shortened the title and I didn't even realize it. (laughs) Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. This is actually a longer title, I think. It's much longer. Much longer. She she got a little taste of fame with Alexander and she went crazy with it. She could have just stopped with My Mama Says. I think that's probably what most people call this book. My Mama Says. There'll be days like this. (laughs) <laughs> there'll be maybe, days like this you know maybe that's why she didn't go with that title now that says, you think about yeah. it mama says mama says so uh yeah this is a long titled uh clearly spooky strange yeah kind of odd book so go read that book all right all right while kate does her read let's talk about judith the orst who is all kinds of not dead yet she is 91 this is why we say this so Judith Viorst, we, we've talked a little bit about her before uh, when we did Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Now, I probably mentioned before that in 1968, Viorst signed the Writers and Editors War Tax Protest Pledge, uh, where she vowed to refuse tax payments in protest against the Vietnam War. I mentioned that. I probably did not mention that in the latter part of the 1970s, about two decades of writing children and adults had happened by this point, uh, she decided to study uh, Freudian psychology. And so in 1981, she became a research graduate at Washington Psychoanalytic Institute after about six years of study. This does not mean that she stopped writing for both children and adults. She continued to do it along the way. Now, my library, I tend to weed and purchase for the adult side of things. So I run into her books on a fairly regular basis, particularly her age-related poetry books. And I know that sounds strange, but bear with me here. She writes them so frequently, it is actually a little frightening. Um, the first one was, When Did I Stop Being 20 and Other Injustices? Selected poems from single to midlife. After that came, it's hard to be hip over 30. How did I get to be 40? Another atrocities. Forever 50, another negotiation. Suddenly 60, another shocks of later life. I'm too young to be 70, and other delusions. Unexpectedly 80, and other adaptations. And then in 2019, nearing 90, and other comedies of late life. I cannot wait in 10 years to find out what her 100th (laughs) poetry book is going to be about. I'm taking bets that she's already written it and it's sitting somewhere and come hell or high water, doesn't matter what happens to her, that book is going to be published. Uh, uh, Is that just your reaction? That's just me. Oh, that's just your reaction. Ah. uh, (laughs) It was terrifying. uh, It was actually terrifying. Thank you. Yeah. 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 What a trip back in time to 1987. Is that what you were about to say? Uh, no. Trip back in the past? No. Trip. Trip. What a trip. Yeah. All right. Sure, we'll go sure, with that. Sure, we'll go with that. That's accurate. Okay. But the, you open the book and it's in the same black and white drawings as... Uh, Alexander and the Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Yeah. Yeah. Which is disappointing. You know why? Because it's cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper to make a book that way. You would think if this book was still in print, which it appears to be, uh, they would have at some point colorized it. They should have. Yeah. Because it would make sense. I feel like the monsters would have come off the page Popped. more they would pop yeah i mean don't get me wrong they're definitely nightmare fuel that is 
That is terrifying. That is legit terrifying. That I mean, looks like you... a Struval painter, but with cat eyes. Yeah, it's the very first mean-eyed monster with long, slimy hair and pointy claws. It's essentially a cat. But killer boots. It's a, it, it, that's what I thought. Thank you. It's oh, a, my God. Where can I get those? wearing a Sgt. Pepper jacket. Yeah, that's what that is. And boots with what looks like either bears or hippopotamuses. I don't care. I want them. Hippo, hip, I want them now. Hippopotami? Hippopotami. Yeah. yeah. That's a technical term. That's, that's, that's what science. We're for. Science <laughs> with the English majors. Yes. So, uh, right. So this whole book is this kid saying, Mom says there isn't insert monster insert monster okay yeah whatever and uh but she claims that blah 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 but she's wrong so even my mom can make mistakes and that's that's the entire book i okay. say monster, oh, so that's just the my mom format. says something but i know she's wrong and moms can make mistakes and i'm like oh i'm gonna hate this kid <laughs> and that's literally all the book is uh, that's the entire book wait essay. seriously yeah so oh uh, no so we she we... forgot to write the book uh, <laughs> she wrote the whole premise and she didn't get to the plot oh that's the plot betsy oh no that's not a plot kate uh, that's just the I framing sequence that you use around the plot. <laughs> this kid so much oh uh, explain why you hate this kid okay well He's so, got adorable overalls. How could you hate anyone in adorable overalls? Right. So, you know, we start off with this kid saying, my mom says there aren't any monsters. Mm-hmm. But yesterday... My mom's she's, an idiot. Yeah. Right, but yesterday, my mom said I couldn't have cream cheese on my sandwich. And then I found the cream cheese in the fridge. So even moms make mistakes. And I'm like, no, she didn't make a mistake. She just didn't want you to eat a cream cheese sandwich. Because she's not a monster. Exactly. Like these monsters you're conjuring up. Who would eat a cream cheese sandwich? But there oh, is a ugh. product listed in the book really what's the product barnum's animal crackers <gasps> it is very clearly labeled barnum's animal crackers. well i hope that they were paid a pretty penny by barnum's animal crackers to put that in the book but that is weird yeah. oh my gosh one of these days i'm gonna do a post on my blog of product placement in older children's books because it's always fascinating yeah Anyway, so then it's like, well, my mom says that there isn't a vampire flying over my house. This vampire is the size of the house. Well, Um, this might be poor perspective. Like, maybe we're super close to the vampire and the house is, like, really far away. I don't know. It looks like the vampire. It does look like it's a giant vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no wonder the kid's afraid. If I had, like, a bloodsucker that big. Um, But again, uh, you know, it's... But how can I believe her when she said my wiggly tooth would fall out on... Thursday, and they actually stayed in until Sunday. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you oh. know, as someone, as someone who, okay, so uh, young children, younger than this, but young children often uh, have a hard time determining the difference between lies and simply not being 100% correct about everything in the entire universe. I have, yes, I have encountered this before with children. But I put in my notes, um... This better not be an entire book of my mom was wrong because yeah I I, I wrote that, that and yet it yeah. is entirely a book. Wow. My mother was wrong. My mom is ghost. <gasps> then we have wow. him meet or hear a thing. Thing is capitalized, but you know, my mom says it's positively not there. Meanwhile, the art above his he's in bed and he thinks he he hears this slithering thing outside of his window. But above his bed is this, it's like a weird Monty Python piece of art. 
And I don't know if the kid drew that or if the mom just collects <laughs> really funky art. Uh, suddenly I'm really interested in this mom. Also, why did he put a belt on his bear? Exactly. Why right? did there, his stuffed bear is on the floor next to his bed and oddly it has, belted? I'm just going to say it has like a tourniquet around his stomach. Uh, I don't. Something's know. going on there. You know what? I think I've. You know how long this title is? It's just like a super long title for a children's book. I think I found a way for us to shorten it. My mom is gaslighting me. That seems to be. <laughs> What he's saying in each one of these sequences. Right, because yeah. after he meets the thing, then it's, but we went to the supermarket and she made me carry the grocery bag full of eggs and I said it was too heavy and she said that I could do it and I said I can't and she said I can't but I said I can't and she said I can until um, I dropped it and the eggs got all over my mom and me and this weird lady. And so sometimes mom makes mistakes and I'm like, again, not... The mom's fault. You, this was your self-sabotaging behavior and that you were blaming on the mom. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, I did think that you would like the uh, the lady who's uh, the eggs he spilled all over her shoes. I thought you would oh like her God. shoes. This uh, is just an entire book of shoes Betsy wishes she could own. Yes. Woman, I salute your shoes. We will put them on Instagram so others can appreciate such I think we're going to have to have a whole shoe sequence on Instagram because <laughs> these are amazing. Then we have him think he uh, hears or thinks that there is a fiend uh, sneaking up to get him. The fiend kind of has like a pig snout. That's a pig snout, yeah. But I love the fiend's hat. It's giving me fierce. It's giving me fabulous. <laughs> it's giving me funky. Uh, I 100% agree. This is like if the sorting hat had an attitude. That's <laughs> I, what I'm getting. This book is giving me fashion. <laughs> it is. You know what? And it's making me kind of wonder if artists today are ever allowed to be as horrifying with their drawing as they would like to be. I feel like this author or this illustrator was actually allowed to go a little dark and crazy. And I think she's taking that and running with it. I, I feel I, like I they're all that. illustrations that we did ourselves doodling. And then we decided to turn them into creatures. I feel like that's where these. That's the energy you're getting off yeah, of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right. Back to mom being wrong. Um, always. Right. Always wrong. She claimed that I hadn't flushed, but it was Alexander's. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm. Is this... Don't tell me. Well, she... Okay, so Dudas Viewers really did have an Alexander as a child, and... And an Anthony? And may have... Oh, yeah. Because there's also Anthony, an Anthony. Anthony was another book. We did do the... Oh, that was the other... I knew we'd done more than one of her books. Remember I'll Fix Anthony? It was a reprinted book that we did. You... You sure. were you were not a fan. No, I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, Anthony <laughs> was in that book, so yes. Oh, well, in this could, book, you could even say this is part of the sequence to yeah, a certain extent. Yeah, this book has the kid has a brother named Alexander and a brother named Anthony. All right, he finally got his own book, and it's terrifying. Right. So then he meets a ghost, and <laughs> you sound so thrilled. I'm just I'm so fed up You're with like, this freaking kid. I just can't stand this. Well, kid. what's the ghost wearing? The ghost is wearing chains, which is giving me Marley. Marley vibe. Vibes, yeah, yeah, from A Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently this ghost says who. It doesn't say boo. Boo. Huh. It's it's So who, he's basically who, a who. It's a, an, owl. an owl. He's an owl ghost. Yes. 
And uh, and then again, again, back to mom being wrong. Um, <laughs> she said she made me wear my rain boots, but it didn't even rain or drizzle. And I asked for chocolate nut, and she brought back rum raisin ice cream. Okay, I'm with him on that one. No, that's awful. No, she does not control what flavors the store has. If but the store... what kind of mother would bring back rum raisin? Look, that's a terrible choice. Does, Surely there was vanilla. The options are: Do I give my kid ice cream, even though it's not the flavor he wanted, or no ice cream at all? Look, I've been in this exact situation. I was in this exact situation very recently with cake pops uh, at a Starbucks, and I can tell you, if there had been a rum raisin cake pop, I would be the worst mother in the entire world for getting that for what my kid. What if the store only had rum raisin ice cream? That's it. That's the only. What? hellish store uh, all have other, you just conjured out of nothing all other flavors were sold out it's a hot summer day oh my god they it, got there at six o'clock at night yeah it is not their fault i don't so. know i'm gonna have to think about this one because that's you've given me a ponderable like trolley problem type situation here i don't <laughs> i don't know which way you could go with okay, that okay well we're moving on to a all zombie right. that is apparently walking up the stairs I don't think zombies it, are great on stairs, but okay, yeah. Well, and this zombie doesn't have an E at the end of the word zombie, which is okay, I looked up. Yeah, but that's an old spelling, but yeah, I, I think that is okay. I didn't know you could spell zombie without an E. It's not normal, but I have seen it. Zombie. Yeah. Zombie. 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 <laughs> oh, it's so much better that way. Why was it something like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, right, so he thinks that there's a zombie coming up the stairs, he could have just, I mean, he's already going to, like, poke his head around the corner to see if the zombie's coming up the stairs. He could have just looked instead of blaming it on his mother, <laughs> saying that there isn't a zombie coming up the stairs. But, I mean, Betsy, how can he believe his mother when she doesn't know the little girl down the street's middle name? <laughs> yeah. That's a well, thing. you know, kids get the power where they can. I guess that's that's a, that's a weird one. He's stretching with that one. That's that's a hard one to link to your mom, kid. Okay, and then he meets a dark. He thinks he sees a dark demon, and he's laughing with a, and I spell this out H E H. How would you laugh like that, Betsy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to meet this demon because this demon and I are friends. Yeah. Any demons are like his. <laughs> He's definitely uh, macking off your hiss. <laughs> He's like, like, oh no, here he comes with this terrifying laugh. He also <laughs> has a ha and a he, it says in the text. Okay, but he never puts them together. They're no, barely, it's just, just completely a, separate uh, <laughs> ha. <laughs> it's he. a beam as a butthead monster, I think. <laughs> it's a definitely a beam. It doesn't look like one, but trust me, it's got that energy to it. <laughs> uh, right, so obviously his mother says that this... Beavis and Butthead Monster doesn't exist. <laughs> but again, how would she know? Because, oh, and this makes me so angry. Oh, boy. How would, uh, I'm going to say, but how does she know when she still doesn't know how to drive me to Christopher's house without getting us lost on the way? Oh, with the attitude on this Is he kid. in the front seat? He does. But Is there at, no seatbelts on this car? No seatbelts. Oh, boy. And, front seat, no seatbelt. And the mother looks Furious, oh yeah, but I don't think it's because they're lost. I think it's because she has to live with this freaking kid. <laughs> well, she has two other sons. Oh, <laughs> the poor woman. We never see them. They may be mythical, but so then he thinks he sees a goblin coming out of his dresser drawer, and I'm like, goblin, do us a favor. 
take this freaking kid. Come on. <laughs> you can do it. But then, okay, we get to the climax of the book. Okay. All right. We're finally, am, we finally got I'm to so it. I'm so excited. Okay. So there's this creature who reaches out to like pinch the kid and squinch the kid and push the kid and qu- quish or squish. Squish. That's a word. Q- U-U-S-H. Squoosh. 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 Squoosh the kid. That's fun to say, actually. Uh, When the kid goes, ah! And I was like, did it get him? Oh, please, 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 oh, please. And it says, and the monster has the kid in his arms. And, wow. it, and the text says, well, sometimes even mamas make mistakes because, of course, the mom says that this thing isn't going to get the kid and the thing gets the kid. And I wrote in my notes, yeah! <laughs> oh, and boy. then I turned the page. Oh, and it's the mother oh, holding the, the kid. And it All says, along. but sometimes they don't. And I wrote, no! <laughs> It's a sweet ending. Why? That's the book. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing on this. Uh, this was a, this was a recommendation actually from our listener Stephanie, uh, and uh, I've never read it before. This is my first encounter with it. It's uh, it's quite a trip. It's quite a trip that one. I'll say this though, Killer Shoes. Very gets a half a point fashion for the forward shoes. book. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because if it actually did come out in 1987, it needed all the fashion help it could get from that era. I mean, I, do y'all remember 1987? No? Then you're too young. Stop listening to the podcast. There you go. All right. Ratings time. You go first. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So it has a couple strikes against it right from the start. It's black and white, which is just tricky to get away with. You can do it. And I do give the illustrator credit... Um, the illustrator in this case being Kay Chorao. Uh, I will choose to pronounce it that way. Um, you know, she really did get a chance to go a little wild with the art on this. And I appreciate that. I appreciate artists that take big swings with their illustrations and picture books. That said, there's not much of a plot here. I mean, I can see where viewers was going with it. I can see the intent. It's just the repetition with creepy, 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 creepy. And then you have the, oh, it seems creepy at the end, and that's actually sweet um, kind of ending. So it's not a terrible book. It, it follows the format. But our question is, is it a classic? And I have to say I have a hard time imagining pulling this one out every Halloween or any, any time to, to read to a kid more than once. I think it's a novelty to read it the first time. I don't see it as a repeat read. Uh, so I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Okay. Let's see if, let's see if, uh, Kate's, uh, tips it over into a classic territory. I gave it a... I got a good feeling about it. I gave it it a 9.5. It was a surprise! (laughs) I really wish the zombie, or the ghost, Uh, or the vampire, mm -hmm. or the thing, or the demon, (laughs) or the fiend, or the goblin, or the monster, or the creature, or any of them had taken this kid. I am 100% on mom's side. She is a saint in my eyes. The creature's... Again, they reminded me of doodles that I would do in, like, middle school. Like, that same kind of just mm-hmm. free Loopy. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I had been in color. I'm obviously not a fan of this book. Uh, you think? 
And I hate that we're ending Halloween on a downer, but Aww. I can't call this a classic. I obviously really didn't like it. I gave it a 2.5. Wow. So it is not a classic. It's a below five. Not a classic. You know what? It's a bummer we didn't end with Matilda. I just didn't know what gold I had in my hands when I, when it's I okay. had it. It's, it's, it's okay. You never know. You never know. It's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> next year. Next year, we'll improve. It'll be okay. I've got lots of suggestions we never even got to. So cool. There you go. Letters time. Ooh. Physical letters time. Wait, what? Actual letter in the mail time. Wow. People I still know. do that? Yeah, they did in this case. Okay, so this one comes with an actual letter, and it says, Dear Betsy and Kate, It was Josh Funk who introduced me to Fuse 8 and Kate, and I've enjoyed every episode and am surprised by the number of books that I know. I started out as a part-time desk attendant at Cary Library, now known as Library Technicians, and followed years of working and going to school, have, oh, and following years of working and going to school, am now one of the children's librarians. I think my longevity has helped me in knowing the books that you have chosen. Love the analysis, contemporary eye, and humor that you and Kate bring to each book. I'm delighted when some of my favorites are given the it's a classic result, but so far not horrified when others are not. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Berenstain Bears. <laughs> While on vacation in Maine this summer, we took a side trip to Vinylhaven Island. I didn't know the connection between the island and Margaret Wise Brown. It was while poking around the Vinylhaven friends of the library shop that we learned more from the friend that was volunteering that day. Margaret Wise Brown first visited the island in 1938 and then bought a house there. Known as the only house, it was where the little island was written and the pseudonym M.W. Brown used Golden McDonald was the name of a local fisherman. Unfortunately, no first editions of her books at the store, but I did find the enclosed. Keep up the good work. And what she did was she got us a copy of the Big Orange Splot, which oh. we did. Uh, we did that a while ago. This was the Daniel Pinkwater, the only Daniel Pinkwater book that we've ever done. Uh, it's old, old edition here. Uh, remember, it was from 1977. So yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, remember that one? I think I think we liked it. I think we liked that one. It, it, it held up I pretty mean, well. I dig his stash. So yeah. Well, how could you not dig that stash? So yeah. Cool. So thank you so much. Uh, this was from uh, Ida. So thank you so much, Ida. For, thank you uh, for so much. That. Yes. That's awesome. That was a we love one. physical letters. Physical letters are even better than send virtual all ones. physical letters to the Evanston Public Library, courtesy of Beth. Bird. That was literally what she did. That's perfect. And it did get to me. So I, uh, yeah, they all know where the mail goes if it goes to me. So yeah, feel free, send us stuff. We That's love awesome. It. It's all good. Uh, grown up things we like. Okay, mine's short and sweet. All right. I started this episode talking about a recipe mm-hmm. on gravestones. Sure. I'm gonna end it with a Halloween recipe. Oh, okay. Go for it. I saw online a recipe for Halloween deviled eggs. So you take a hard-boiled egg, and instead of peeling off the shell, you crack it all over with a spoon, and then you let the egg sit in water with purple food coloring mixed in, and you let that sit overnight. Then when you take the shells off in the morning, they make these really cool spiderweb designs. And then you, with the egg yolks, you uh, put some green food coloring there, and bada boom, bada bing, Halloween deviled eggs. That so look are you cool. gonna make those? Because they, they here's sound delicious. the thing. Um, I love hard boiled eggs. I know. I would eat them all myself. You could give them to me. <laughs> I would eat them. I mean, I could. They would be yummy. Or or I could eat them all myself. What? No. <laughs> 
I don't like this plan anymore. I don't anyway, like that's anymore. my grown nope. up thing. Um, yeah. That, that's that's great, and we'll put a little link in the uh, show notes so cool. people can see them and maybe even put them on the Instagram page if we're feeling goofy. All right, I watched uh, a grown-up movie, one that I had heard about for quite some time, but I had not actually had a chance to see. And then the other night, you know, my husband and I were talking, and I was like, let's see this movie that everyone was talking about, like, last year. And he was, well, I guess it was at the beginning of this year. And he was like, okay, have you seen... Everything, everywhere, all at once. No, but I've heard about it. Yes, as had I, but I hadn't heard much. So it stars uh, Michelle Yeoh. If you hire Michelle Yeoh to be your star, there's probably going to be some fighting. Oh. Because she is a martial artist. She's Mm -hmm. very good. However, her character is just this middle-aged, maybe a little older mom uh, with a grown daughter. She runs a laundromat with her husband. Her husband, I should say, I did not recognize him at all. Uh, he's Kihoi Kwan. He was probably best known for being in an Indiana Jones movie as a child. Oh. I think his character was named Short Round. In any case, uh, he's an adult now, and he is great. And she is great, of course. You expect her to be great, but he is fantastic. And it is the most insane thing I have seen in a very long time. It really goes wild. I don't even want to tell you what the plot is because it's way better if you go into this thing mostly blind. But I will say that the fight sequences are out of this world, that it is the most imaginative, like using CGI in ways that I have never seen anyone even come up with. And it's funny. It's just really, really funny. And also Jamie Lee Curtis, surprisingly large role in this film. Uh, It is a delight and I'm sure, you know, when it first came out, everyone was talking about it. Oh, talking about, talking about. Uh, but no, y'all, y'all should see it. Please go out, find somewhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. And yes, it can get really uh, gross sometimes, but not in like a bad way, just a really weird way. Okay. So, yeah, fun. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Are you going to dress up? I am not, but my children are, so I live vicariously through them. Okay. Hooray. (laughs) And until I live vicariously through me, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our boo Atienza is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird.